Deuteronomy chapter 30 from verse 15 to 20. That is today's first reading says, Moses spoke to the people saying, See, I have said before you this day, life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandment of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, by loving God with all your heart, by walking in his ways and keeping his commandments and his statutes and his ordinances, then shall you live and multiply. But if your heart turns away <clears throat> and you will not hear, but have drawn away to worship other gods, drawn away, drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you this day that you shall perish. It's very imperative that we understand the reason for who we are and why we are here. The Bible says the Lord created us for his own pleasure. Don't ever forget that. God did not create you for yourself. He created you for himself. In our catechism, there's a question they do ask. I think that was one of the first questions. Why did God create you? God created you to know him, to love him, and to serve him in this world and be happy with him forever in heaven. Anything outside this, as we say it in our you know, common language, you're on your own. And being on your own, it has consequences. What keeps us is just his mercy. Waiting for one day that we wake up to the reason why he has brought us here. One of the ways you can help yourself is to really ask yourself very deep questions. To what degree do I know God? To what degree can I say categorically that I have come to know God? To what degree do I love Him? Is He part of my passion? Is He part of my, you know, desires? How much am I concerned about pleasing Him? Is He a project in my life? Do I see it as a project that every day there is this energy in me that is longing to please God? I'm searching for how to please Him. Just the way we have so much energy for our businesses, our career, the pursuit we have in this world. Has God also taken a dimension of Himself in your life that way? Don't play religion. Don't play religion. And because of this, you know, mix-up, that's why Moses had to speak to these people. I said before you this day, choose good and life. Or choose death and evil. It's a choice. You must exercise your free will. 
you must exercise your free will. And so during this Lenten period is a time for us to truly showcase to heaven which side we truly belong. It is a conscious thing we must do. Don't say, I served God yesterday. What you did yesterday is far gone. What God is interested in is what you are doing now and what you will continue to do in the future. Very important. It's a very strong, you know, dimension of our work with God. That we exercise our freedom every day. Or else, as he says, but if your heart turns away, I will not hear. If you don't want to hear this, if you don't want to make this your life project, but you are drawn away to worshipping other things, other things occupy your time. Other things take up your passion. Other things are the agenda driving you every day. You only play religion. You see, if this is your own dimension, you say, I declare to you this day that you shall surely what perish. For me, this scares me. It scares me. One thing I've made clear, I've I've been able to, you know, help myself understand and I've declared in my life is this. And because I'm a Catholic and I'm baptized and I'm a communicant and I'm a priest does not guarantee that I will I'm with the Lord. They are all infrastructures that are helping me to know God. Because before Christianity, God was still there. Before I became a priest, God was still there. These are only challenges that helps me. So if you start counting religion, uh, I'm a communicant, uh, I go to church, and I do this as a standard of why you are now accepted in God. You're making a very big mistake. It's not those who say, Lord, Lord, but those who do the will of my Father. From that moment, I began to seek every day, asking the Holy Spirit, please show me the will of the Father. Please show me what is the heartbeat of the Father. That is what I want to make my project. That is what I want to burn for. That is what I want to live for. Show me the will of the Father. And over time, gradually, he began to show me what the Father desires. And each time the Holy Spirit releases any one of them into my heart, I take hold of it and I begin to, you know, water it so that all my passions, all my energy will be invested in that one. And I refuse to be drawn away by any other passion. Because the devil will contest your passion. He will contest where you burn your energy. He says, you will not serve God. He will contest it. He will keep you busy with other things and becloud you with religion. At the end of it all, you will think that just because you do the normalities of religious, you know, religion and all that, hey, oh, all is well. That's very dangerous. The Moses was speaking to God's covenant people. He wasn't talking to outsiders. He wasn't talking to pagans. These are Israelites. These are Jews. These are God's own people. And he's still speaking to them this way. It means something has gone wrong. And during this, during this Lenten period, is a time for us to scrutinize again our hearts. 
What truly are we worshipping? What truly is taking up our passion? What is the place of God in your life? Can you confidently and concretely say, yes, he has taken hold of me. I no longer belong to myself. My life on earth is an act of worship. And everything I'm doing, all my energy is being born for him alone. We must come to that conclusion so we can understand the reality of our journey with the Lord. In the gospel, Jesus makes it very clear again. He brings that reality to the light. He said to the disciples, the Son of Man must suffer many things. What did he do? He committed no sin. He didn't do Satan, but he suffered. He committed no sin. He didn't disobey the Father. But he suffered. He himself said it. Said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day he shall be raised again. And he said to all, if any man will come after me, <laughs> I said, Jesus, you are too serious, so. This demand is quite, you know, quite much. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Deny your own ambition. Deny living for yourself. Deny trying to prove to the world that you have made it. Deny trying to, you know, to satisfy yourself. You're not created for yourself. You're not created for your own pleasure. You were created for God's own pleasure. Don't forget that. The moment you begin to live for yourself, you are no longer living for the Lord. And that's tantamount to destruction. It's not given to man to order his own steps. You are not to order your steps. The moment you begin to order your steps and it's not captured within the will of God, you are living on your own. And there are consequences for living for self. Let him deny himself. Take up his cross. His cross is what God has laid in your heart as your own papers. Daily. Because you can carry this a day. And today now you say, ha, I think I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Let me drop it. And then follow me. He now elucidates more on it. Whoever will save his life will lose it. But whoever will burn his life, will pour out his life, the one who will endanger his life for his sake and for the sake of the gospel, he said the person will save it. There's a wisdom around this world. The wisdom of gaining life on this realm. What shall it profit you? If you gain the whole world, you gain all the things in this world and trade your soul, what shall you gain? It's a bad business. I think it was on Tuesday, we had a children's mass here, as usual, and that was a very big point that we treated in a very simplistic way. And the children caught it very well. When we were asking the questions, they were answering with regards to the transaction that is going on in the world every day. That for you to gain this world outside God, you must trade your soul. No matter how it is. For you to make it in this world and be big in this world and God is not the Lord of your heart, you will definitely sell your soul. You must compromise. It doesn't matter. Mm. And many kick God in their prosperity. 
For man is impossible, as Jesus said, but with God, all things are possible. So prosperity without divinity is what? Idolatry. I say it again. Prosperity without divinity is idolatry. So as we continue to transverse deeper and deeper into the mysteries of this Lenten period, may we crystallize the reality of our faith in our hearts and hold on to God and prove to him that truly we are on his side. May God bless his words and our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen.